be the world champion with a body like that. I am Johnny freaking wrestling. And that's the bottom line. And now, your world podcast champions. And welcome to Rumbling Reality. Travis, what's up, man? Yes, sir. Oh, not much. Just I'm kind of like you this morning right before we got on. You were saying, like, I've got to wake up. And trust me, I'm feeling the same thing. I came back from a show last night, and I didn't get home until about 3.30 in the morning. So, oh, dang. Yeah. 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 Well, I've been, I'd, I've been, be more, I'd be more awake if WB put out some content worth me being excited for. I know it's. It, I feel the exact same way, especially because it's like, man, I wish, I wish they would put something exciting into it. Makes me not want to turn the channel and watch something else. There's like they've been so doing many something. good stars, and I just feel like something's going on right now where I've really been losing interest last two, three weeks. Well, and you know, I think it's that situation where uh, last night on my way back from a show, I was listening to the, I was re-listening, I should say, to the the Jericho podcast where he had Cody yeah. Rhodes on his show. And it's like Jericho said, he's like, I think right now the problem with WWE, and this is one of the factors that Cody uh, left, was that they have so many good guys right now that they don't know how to utilize everybody. So people get lost in the shuffle. Oh, and, yeah. and that's kind of, I think we've, I think we've talked about that here before. And oh, I think yeah, several course. other people have said the same thing. It's just, it's, there's so much, there is literally a plethora of talent in that roster and they're only utilizing about 20% of them. And the part and people that they are utilizing have almost been overdone. That that and then something else that I recognize with the exception of maybe a few like uh, your Nakamura's and your AJ Styles and I mean you can even argue Nakamura as being in the in this group too. But they for the most part they're only pushing their homegrown talent when you think about it. And before anybody gets on the bandwagon of saying, well, you know, Drew McIntyre went away. But, yeah, Drew McIntyre was originally a WWE guy. Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, yes, they made names for themselves to a degree before they got signed by WWE. But you got to remember for Seth Rollins when he was Tyler Black, that was before Ring of Honor had hit its peak like it's doing right now. And then Dean Ambrose, his biggest body of work was with CZW and Dragon Gate USA before he got signed as John Moxley. So really, the Dean Ambrose name and the Seth Rollins name are WWE characters. So once again, they're only pushing their seemingly homegrown talent when you think about it. Yeah, and even even Dean Ambrose, I mean, they just, I mean, I was so excited for him to come back because he was like so, it was so like a new revamp. And right. that, for some reason, it just doesn't feel like it should. Well, it's because I think everybody got the impression, like you and I did, was that shortly after his returns, uh, like we were all thinking it was going to happen at SummerSlam, that Ambrose is going to turn on Rollins. Um, I, I still think that would have been okay, um, because, like I said, the the whole thing with the Shield, uh, I, I did I thought it was absolutely confusing when it came to the Braun Strowman thing, which we talked about on here. But with Dean Ambrose, I kind of like what they're doing. I think this is going to be not necessarily a real slow build, 
But I guarantee by the end of the year, Ambrose will turn on either Reigns or Rollins. I don't know who he'll turn on first, but it, it, I kind of like how they're pushing this story. I just know WDB, man. They're 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 gonna it's gonna feel like they're doing that, and then they're gonna go completely one eighty and make Seth Rollins or Reigns turn. And you know, and that would be a, such a disappointment because right now they actually, like I'm saying, they do have a I mean, good story. Look they at Braun. Look at Braun Strowman. Yeah, I know. I but mean, I mean, and, and that's and that's what we call the WWE logic is you know if it makes sense, don't do it. Yeah, they Beautiful. ruined. Per, they honestly ruined one of the biggest organic uh, rises to a, a face. I mean, a real true like headline face in a long time. I mean, we don't have. We have some, but I mean, uh, Braun was going to be one of those really huge faces, and it's hard to have a huge face these days. I, well, absolutely, which goes into, I think, another good topic is, uh, once again, bringing up Cody Rhodes. Uh, I can't remember if it was this week or the week prior, but he made a comment on Twitter that there is basically no such thing as a heel or face dynamic anymore, yeah. and I think WWE is in large part to do with that. Like, incredibly large part because they took the Cena formula and they attached it to Roman Reigns and and granted you could make this argument that before that this was happening before Roman Reigns but now it's gone overboard to where like you said there's really no clear-cut heels or faces anymore and then when you actually do have one i.e. a Braun Strowman or even a Seth Rollins they do something to make them to make them feel like they're in between again, and then you yeah. don't know who to cheer for. And that's what's making the Indies so popular, in my opinion, are that guys, there's guys on there that are taking their role seriously, meaning they're either a face or they're either a heel. Granted, they can switch back and forth between promotions if they want to, but for the most part, Sandy Callahan, for instance, he is a legit heel. Like, that dude does nothing but heel tactics, and he don't give a damn, mm -hmm. you know? And that's that's what's missing from the WWE, and I think that's what's making fans like yourself and me be like, man, we're starting to drift away from WWE because there's no solidarity anymore. Yep. So, on on the more um, more news, I guess. So, WWE announced that Batista is returning for maybe one night, and Evolution will be reuniting, and and they may. This is also another huge rumor. They may somewhere go against the Brothers of Destruction. Well, I might heard. My thing is, it wasn't Evolution that I heard was going to go against the Brothers of Destruction. That this was going to be a situation that leads to Shawn Michaels making his in-ring return alongside Triple H for basically the DX versus Brothers of Destruction to take place at the. That's Crown sorry. Jewel That's the rumor. That's the one. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. But, no, we'll, we'll talk on the evolution part with Batista coming back for at least a night. I like Batista. I like how Batista's been very outspoken about him wanting to get back into wrestling. He just wants to do it the right way. Yeah. You know? And it seems like WWE doesn't want to play ball with him, which makes zero sense to me. Just like on the same line, it makes zero sense to me that they're putting Evolution on SmackDown when Evolution had nothing at uh, any part of time to do with SmackDown. They were almost, I mean, they are always on Raw. Yeah, exactly. Even there was uh, somebody that commented on that when they announced it with WWE that I was doing their comment section on Facebook. And one person was like, well, they may have showed up when they were doing the Shield storyline because at that time the brands were merged together again. Yeah. But I don't even recall that. 
like I don't even think they made a SmackDown appearance. So, and that wasn't really truly full Evolution. That wasn't all four members. So, I don't I don't like this, dude. It makes it doesn't make any sense to me to put a show that ha- or put a faction, I should say, that was built on one show, and you're you're putting them as a special attraction. For the show that they never appeared on. I, I don't know why they have to announce a good surprise like that. They keep doing that crap. I'd rather Batista just show up. Yeah, but I think you know why they do that, though. They do that so that they could try to generate buzz, generate ratings. People can tune in. You know, that's that's why they do it. Oh, yeah. But, but then it makes people like us question, I mean, we're going to watch it anyway. But it's one yeah, of those but things it's like, that, uh, maybe I should tune into Raw this week. Could be something cool happening. There's no, Now we know, like... Nothing's really going to happen special unless they advertise it. Well, and I think it's it's unfortunate, but I think because of the way that we live this day and age, it's extremely difficult to really keep anything a surprise, which we've known that for a while. But over the last couple of years, we've seen WWE. Um, they've done that. They've actually been able to shock us. I mean, yeah. we, all knew, we all knew the Hardys were going to come back at WrestleMania 33, but both the WWE and the Hardys themselves did phenomenal jobs about trying to throw people off, especially Jeff. You know, he he made it abundantly clear at one point. Uh, they were like, yeah, we haven't had any. He's like, I don't know where this talks of with WWE has gotten on the internet. We haven't, we haven't done that. Chris Jericho is another one who just, he knows the art of surprise. So, I mean, WWE can do it. It's just, I think, for whatever reason, they choose not to. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they pick and choose which uh, which superstar gets to come back surprisingly, I and I don't know. But uh, I, I honestly don't know. Do you, either, do you really think HBK will finally step out of retirement? I mean, it's it, all the signs are pointing to it. I just don't like what they're planning to do with it because, by from everything I've read, it's going to be two matches. It's going to be the tag match with Triple H and Taker and Kane for the Saudi Arabia event, which I want to I want to bring something up about that in a minute. But they then said that's going to lead to a Survivor Series match between uh, Taker and Sean again, and I'm like, okay, let's let's again? get real and let's get honest about Jesus. something. Yeah, and that's I was let's let's be real for a second here. The match with Michaels and Taker from 25 from WrestleMania 25, classic. No if, no ands, oh, no yeah. buts about it. We all we all know that they were two high level performers that we knew I at least I knew it was gonna be the best match of the night. So you gotta remember though, that was back in two thousand nine. Both these guys are incredibly older. You know, it's almost been a decade since that match. Taker is a definitely not Yeah, really. <laughs> in in a lot of sense, yes. Yeah, a decade of or we can call it a decade of deterioration, if you will. Oh that's sad. Uh, I, I, but am I lying? Yeah, yeah. You know, I know. I, they just keep like redoing all these matches that we've already seen because they just think that's how to get the ratings back. Exactly, and that's part of the problem that we addressed here on the show, on our very last show that we yeah. had done two weeks ago, was that they are relying too heavily on past gimmicks and past acts. Matter of fact, the biggest ovation I think that we've had of 2018 was back at the Raw 25 when Stone Cold appeared. Yeah, Stone Cold is a little different because Stone Cold like doesn't really come back like other other stars do. So when he comes no, back, it's kind of special. It is, but like, but we're again, he, when somebody who is not actively wrestling anymore, yeah. who his his heyday was almost twenty years ago, 
when he is still getting the biggest reaction out of your current locker room still, that's a problem. Dude, I've been watching all these shoots, like all these recent shoots about Triple H and stuff. God, it makes me think like he... It, I don't know, I watch so many shoots on shoots on YouTube, like just like past stars and stuff, and they just talk about how shitty Triple H is backstage. And it makes me really like not... I don't know. Well, and then you got you got to stop and think though. Does that is that is he a shitty human being because he is actually a shitty human being? Or they meant like they meant like in more in his he meant, they meant like more in his like wrestling time, more, more less less net, less in his corporate time, more like in his wrestling time. He's like just a really not good person. Oh yeah, I mean we all know that Triple H was the the king of burials. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean if we if we want an example, look at Booker T from oh, yeah. WrestleMania nineteen. I mean, why he should? Yeah. Because because even I back then was like, oh, Booker T's gonna have his shining moment, and he should. And when you really look back at that storyline that they did, which I did not really even notice it back then, but man, oh man, was that a racial storyline like nobody else? Like yeah, that, would I mean, not, that would not fly these days. Absolutely not. Well, if it did, if they did that storyline, you can make damn sure that WWE would have Booker T go over this time. Like solidly go over if if they had done something like that in this era, it wouldn't happen like you said. But if they tried or attempted that, you you know that they would have to put Booker T over in that instance because the backlash after that, I guarantee you could probably send them into bankruptcy. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I got to talk about it. A, bo- a botch that could have ended Liv Morgan's career. Oh my God. That was scary. We're man. talking about Brie Bella doing the what do you call them? Yes kicks or what would you call them? Yeah, I, they're de- come Brie on. Brie Bella I mean, doing the yes kicks on Liv Morgan. Some people say Liv Morgan put her head too low. Some people say nope. Brie nope. Bella should have waited a little bit. Some yeah, some people say yep. Brie Bella went too fast. Yep. It's I'm sorry. So what do you that. think? It's, Who do you think's the? Is it both people they kind of messed up because you both? I mean, Liv Morgan's not the best in the ring. Brie Bella. Is not the best in the ring. You put two of those girls together, it's like you kind of ask for asking for something. While I while I can't agree with that for the most part, Liv Morgan has actually improved a lot uh, since they paired her with Ruby Riot because Ruby Riot can actually wrestle, and it's uh, as as can Sarah Logan. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Logan can wrestle too. So I mean, putting the three of them uh-huh. together has only improved Liv. So. Um, I like. I mean, I think Liv Morgan can wrestle a lot better than what she used to, but solely, solely, a hundred percent, that was Brie Bella's fault for two reasons. One, she sped the kicks up, and she didn't let Liv have enough time to react to it. And two, she's the veteran, so she should know better. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's. And I think not, that's what it comes down to, right there. Exactly, and and again, I like Brie Bella. Don't get me wrong. No, I do but too. I'm so, but I'm sorry. In the last two or three weeks we've seen her legitimately knock out and give somebody a concussion we saw her botch both of her dives to the outside very noticeably like it was meme worthy noticeably um i don't know if is she I don't know just if, not practicing anymore i don't know and that's that's what i was thinking i was like i don't know if maybe Maybe motherhood has made her a little bit softer, which I hate saying that, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, but maybe she, it's just not the same Brie Bella Well, anymore. let's look at it. Before she officially retired, she really, I mean, she did, wasn't in a ton of matches, and then 
and then after that, when she retired, she never came back for any ma- retired, and she left. Like you'd say she never right. came back for any matches. She had a long break with no matches at all, and even beforehand, before she retired, she didn't have a whole bunch of matches leading up to that. Right. Oh, and let's not forget that she she uh, did the her running Brimo knee to the face. Yeah. Uh, it it hit uh, Zelina Vega pretty good too. So yeah, nobody hurts my Zelina either. Oh, I'm, I mean, it's I I don't know. It's I Zelina, like Zelina has to be one of the hottest girls in WWE right now. Oh, by far. She is absolutely freaking. She is super sexy, and she is um she is She's really good, great in the mic. She's wonderful on the mic. She has had a, a pretty long, substantial career before WWE. Oh, yeah. Uh, and if if you want any further proof as to her uh, beauty and her sexuality, man, go and look at her freaking Instagram. That girl. Oh, don't worry. I follow her. She's my I boo. I do, too. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. That that girl is on a whole other level of complete and total hotness. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's get on another topic before this becomes rated R. Um, All right. <laughs> so what else? Um, well, uh, I have I do have a topic for you, and this is this is kind of playing into what we were talking earlier about the Saudi Arabia uh, Arabia event. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think, in your personal opinion, I know what mine is, but I want to hear yours. Do you think WWE overdoes it with these with these events of like these days? Because think about it, we've got Super Showdown next, this upcoming Saturday. Then after that, at the end of this month, we've got Evolution. Then in the beginning of November, we've got the Crown Jewel event. And then at the end of November, we've got Survivor Series. Is WWE running too many of these quote-unquote special events too too close together to where they mean almost absolutely nothing now? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I mean, it, <laughs> I'm, I, I just want to make sure I'm not the only one who's thinking that. I don't think you're the only one, honestly, but... Do I? I don't think you're the only person thinking that, that's for sure. Sorry. I'm the only person... I'm editing editing while I'm doing this, sorry. (laughs) Oh, that explains it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to do two things. I'm doing two things at once. Uh, Well, there you go. That's part of the problem right there. (laughs) But that's my thing, is I don't think... I don't think WWE really has any more value or stock in their special events. I don't think they, they really think care about it I think I actually said anymore. this on Twitter. I swear to you I said this on Twitter. I said something very, very similar recently. I said, like, they're doing so many special events and so many things, it's becoming, like, overbearing and too much where nothing feels special anymore. Like, there's just too many. And, I, I mean, if they do them and they don't network, they don't put them on the network, they don't advertise, it wouldn't be as bad. It'd be like almost like a, like a huge house show. But since they advertise every single one, like it's the next WrestleMania, it's like... Uh. <laughs> right, it doesn't give it time to marinate and evolve. Yeah, and that and that's that's part of I think the issue and why WWE just does not feel important anymore. You know, I mean, you look at you look at the other guys. You look at New Japan. You look at Impact. Impact, who only runs really about four pay per views a year at this moment. Um, those events uh, all in. Those feel more special than WWE's uh, monthly pay-per-views. Yeah, and let's and let's be honest about it. Like you said, these uh, these other two shows, the Crown Jewel show in Saudi Arabia, uh, Arabia. That's the second time I've messed that up. You said in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, Saudi Arabia. You know, I, Saudi Arabia. Uh, Bunch of Arabs. 
for real, a bunch of Arabians going to this Saudi place. And I don't I'm, know I'm, I'm, I'm Arabic, by the way. I can say that. You can't say that because it's racist. Oh, shut up. It's not racist. <laughs> it is not racist. But anyway, anyway, we know that the Crown Jewel event and we know that this Super Showdown event is just a glorified house show. Yeah. That's, that's all it is. With but some fireworks like and some live network coverage. Yeah, which, by the way, they're using these fireworks for these network coverages, yet they can't seem to do it for their weekly shows anymore. Or even their pay-per-views. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, so what's, what's like Batista's entrance or somebody's entrance without their main thing? Kane, prime example. Yeah, oh yeah. Prime example is Kane. Kane used to have it to where we would get pyro every single time. I just now, think, I think we lost something. We, we when we lost fireworks, we lost. It's weird, but we lost some element of what we were just so used to seeing, and it maybe feels it makes it feel less special a little bit. Yes, a hundred percent. And there's some people that that would argue that WWE they they did that to themselves because yeah. it was. Uh, because it was like they were used to doing it so frequently, and we were so used to it that we got spoiled by it. But when you do that for so long, you can't help but uh, be in the situation where you expect it. You know, now it just feels now it just feels mundane. I mean, going to the SmackDown show that came here to Tulsa about a week ago, mm-hmm. dude. It I can't tell you how how it was so weird to not see AJ Styles' little promo uh, pyro that he used to have go off when he makes his entrance now it's it, it i know we've done it for over a year but it's still weird oh yeah um kofi kingston makes history as longest tag longest holding the belt tag team champion belt ever and cm punk responded to him too i know it was it was cool to see that little interaction it, it didn't take much but just like a simple little meme or a gift yeah, or think, whatever uh, you want to call it i think uh, he just did a little emoji with a little kissy face Yep, yep. But I think which is, CM, which is CM Punk cool. like never responds to any wrestling stars. I think it's his first star he's responded to in over a year. Yeah, as a matter of fact, they they've said that uh, on the website that I watch. Uh, that's what they said is that he very rarely comments on anything wrestling anymore. So it was cool to to see that interaction between him because I guess as they were saying when I read that article was that it's it's good to see because him and Kofi were such good friends and they traveled together back when Punk was with WWE. So it's it's kind of cool to see that he still is appreciating his uh, his his uh, call his former colleague, you know, that they still get along. So, do you think this will be Kofi's last run, like the last real big run to be? Like this will be his last big thing? Uh, yes, yes, I do. Because even Kofi himself feels that same way. Because he said on a on a network special, and I think it was like WWE right? No, it was uh, the very one of the first table for threes actually, and he felt like this was his. This is going to be his last go round, and he's glad that that he got stuck with, uh, well, not stuck, but he's glad that he's with Woods and Big E, who are two legit friends of his, because they've made this so enjoyable for him. That's good. Um, so, but yes, I do feel like this is going to be, uh, this is going to be kind of like the last hurrah for Kofi Kingston, and it's disappointing slightly because I think he could have been so much more. I think he could have been WWE champion oh, if they would have put some Def- stock behind him. Oh, I've said it many times. Definitely, yeah. He had, but he has the. He can talk on the mic, and he he's good. He's great in the ring. So I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a shame. It's another it's another episode of hey, here's a guy that has potential, and all because he had one bad feud with Randy Orton, where Orton, you know, uh, basically, you know 
put them in the shitter for the essentially for just one little botch spot. That's mm-hmm. all it was. And it seems like since then, any type of oh, yeah. main event level push went straight down the toilet. I don't. I don't get it. Um, I had a weird. I had a weird dream that, that Taz came back. Now you really are reaching, aren't you? No, I swear. Because I saw um, like a week or so ago, Taz like was uh, brought into the WWE studios to do like some montages and stuff for WWE Network. Uh-huh. Some commentary, and then I had some weird like dream where he they did the whole like the whole number thing on the board with a little heartbeat and stuff. <laughs> he came back. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. Oh, I actually man. like Taz. I like Taz too, but it's not. I know he reminded me of like a, a almost like a a darker Samoa Joe. Well, he was. I mean, he was the first. He he was Samoa Joe before Samoa Joe. Let's let's I get that straight. But, I mean, they act exactly the same. That, yeah, and Taz came first. So yeah. whoa, too uh, soon. What do you mean? Whoa, too oh, I soon. mean too far. Too far. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm tired as hell. You said. I could you tell. Said, you said. You said somebody came too soon. Oh wow, wow, Rams. Okay, okay. I think you are in a little bit of a delusional state for the moment. <laughs> yeah. I gotta do so much crap today. I'm like overwhelmed. Um, I understand. Trying that. to think what else we have to talk about because I know you. I know you are about to go to your mama's house, and I am uh, about to go uh, do a little lawn before I go to the uh, fair. Let's yeah, see. you're gonna you're gonna go to our local state fair. Local state fair, Tulsa State Fair. Actually, I wasn't gonna go at eleven o'clock, but I told the girls I have a podcast, so I, we had to make it later. I I can't believe you still go to that. The fair, I'm, I went last year's okay, but this year I'm gonna go again. It's, it's the same. It's, okay. it's the same thing, dude. I know, but I kind of enjoy the inside stuff, looking at the new it's, cars and all the little. That's the stuff. same. That's the same thing too. Well, if you go every single year, but I only went one year out of the last like four years. I I went. I've gone twice in the last ten years. Okay, and did it's you no go to, Did you go to SmackDown this year? It's like going to SmackDown. It's the same every year, and that is. True. It is not. It is not. Oh, last couple of years, hell yeah, it is. What's really Smack- been different? This is the first time they've brought the show here in about a year and a half, dude. But I'm saying, like you say, the fairs, the fair is um, not different or whatever. It didn't change. Just stop trying to stop trying to stop trying to make stop trying to make an argument over something that is not really change? I mean, come on. We just talked about that. Of course not. It feels so, this so mundane. That's why we've grown boards to a degree with this product now. That's what's sad. See? Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm, I, Gold we were talking about... promises he'll be at all into. I'm, I'm cool with that. Well, that I'm totally cool with that. Will that sever, uh, sever something with Vince, you think, or no? It depends. It depends on if Goldust is still under contract with WWE because according oh, to see. even what... Because according to what he said, that was the reason he couldn't go, is that he was he was told he could not go to the event. But what's interesting about that now is, speaking of uh, whether he would be allowed or uh, anything with outside promotions, did you see the news of the Impact and WWE meeting that took place? Yeah, well, what happened with that? So uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of rumors, of course, that went around shortly thereafter as to what this meeting could have been about. You know, because it was very yeah. much a it was a hush hush quiet meeting, and a lot hush, of people hush, like quiet, my quiet. 
a lot of people like me assumed that maybe this had something to do with uh, video library content, whatever the case may be. Like, uh, my first thought was maybe the WWE's putting together an AJ Styles documentary. And let's face it, you cannot do a correct AJ Styles documentary without mentioning his TNA tenure because it was at least almost 10 years long, if not at least 10 years long. Yeah. I think he was there, I think he was with that promotion uh, 11 years. So that's a big chunk of his career, much like Sting. Sting's majority of his career was spent in the late NWA into WCW days, and then he spent the better part of a decade with TNA. So you can't have true video compilations without mentioning at least that promotion, and it'd be great to have video content there, just like they did with the Hardys and their DVD that came out earlier, was it this year or last year? I can't remember. But as it turns out, um, I guess Triple H himself met with uh, TNA execs, which was Scott Demore, and I cannot remember. I can't remember if it was Don Callis or Sanjay Dutt, who both are producers for Impact now. Mm-hmm. But um, it was it was a meeting between the two, and apparently, from what PW Insider reported, they said that the meeting was basically a uh, it was a peace it was a peace negotiation, if you will. Um, there's no, there's no heat between the two of them now because impact has been doing a great job this year about, uh, rebuilding, uh, bridges and mending fences with people since, you know, there was so much calamity over them over the last couple of years. And it's great to see because triple H and, uh, and them and company said, yeah, you know, we're basically burying any kind of hatchet that we have any bad blood between the company. Um, they wanted to put that aside and just make it to where maybe in the future they could potentially do business such as interpromotional things. Like I've been saying that this wrestling revolution that we've been having over the last two years, I've said within the next five years, you're going to see cross promotions that will involve WWE. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. Honestly, I, it's, it's too, WWE has done a really good job and this, and this is to their credit. They have done a very good job of mentioning other promotions. Ring of Honor, well, New Japan has always kind of been in their good graces in, in the sense that they've always, for whatever reason, they've always had respect for New Japan, and they'll, uh, they'll acknowledge their, uh, any wrestlers that used to be over in Japan. They recognize their uh, accomplishments over there. Like when AJ Styles appeared, they called him a former IWGP champion, uh, which he is. Brock Lesnar, same thing. Shinsuke Nakamura, same thing. Uh, Gallows and Anderson, the Steiner brothers. There's a there's a good plethora of guys that have had New Japan experience that they recognize their uh, accolades from them. Speaking so, of New Japan, what if Evolution comes back and becomes the new it, Bullet Club? Stop it! Stop it! What if I Evolution need, becomes no, the new no, Bullet Club? No! 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 Stop with your stupid fantasy booking. It does not happen. One of these days, one of them will come true, and I'm going to come over there and slap you in the face. Okay, and when that doesn't happen, you'll continue to make the same stupid gestures, and I'll still be laughing, being like, Riffy, you're ridiculous. You're I'm just ridiculous. wondering if this is a one-time-off thing. I meant to ask you that earlier with Evolution. You think it's just the one thing for that night? Yes. Uh-huh. And it's not... 
and it's not going to do a thing. It's not meant for anything. It's not going to build to any story. It's not going to build any feud. It's simply going to be, hey, we're going to put a faction that had nothing to do with this brand at any point or time onto the thousandth oh. anniversary show. I love, I love working you up a little bit. <laughs> I'm just, it's just stupid. It makes zero. <laughs> That's why sense. I wait until the end of the show to bring it back up just to get you rocked up a little bit. Honestly, though, you know me. I've always been a huge Batista fan, huge Triple H fan. Love, I like Randy Orton. Loved Ric Flair. I'm glad to see them all back. I'm hope. I'm. I'm thinking this will maybe make it some kind of Batista feud out of this. I mean, I would love for Batista to come back and do they're, some kind of feud. They're rumoring Batista Triple H at WrestleMania. Well, that's what Batista has been wanting for like the last two or three years. But why they've already done that before? They have not done that at WrestleMania. Not they have not. Not Mania, but they've done it before. Oh, game. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes, they have. What are we talking about? He won his first world title from Triple H in 2005. Was that Mania? Yes, WrestleMania So I was 21. right. You were agreeing with me. No. I originally said they'd done it before, and you said no. And then you agreed with me when I said because no. I just said, yeah, I think you're right, but they did it at a pay-per-view. No, it doesn't matter if you say you think or not. You it's agree with me. It's easier just to agree with you to shut you up, Travis. Whatever, you can shut your face there, Ramsey. So technically, I was right first. You convinced me I was wrong. I went with your side. Then you said I was I was right. Was, okay. So I corrected myself, and then you agreed with my correction. So you still agreed with me. I still Boom. win. I still win. Nope. I corrected myself, and you agreed with my correction. Trust me, Travis. It's easier just to uh, agree with people in life. You'll you'll realize. I know. I know. You and you did, and you did that with me, and I appreciate that very much. So. I did it a lot. Um, so any, any last, any last, I know you're probably in your car waiting to get out of your car, but any, any actually last? no, I'm, I'm I'm actually quite comfy in a chair right now. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, I mean, real fast, did you did you tell the fans about all the people you met yesterday? Uh, no, because I mean we went right into the wrestling news. So last night, as I started uh, when we started off this podcast, I said I got back uh, back into town at three thirty this morning. And uh, I went into Ardmore, Oklahoma with uh, World Class Revolution Wrestling, where I do their commentary for their weekly show. What's uh, the acronyms again? Uh, it's World Class Revolution. They don't really go by an acronym. You can oh. just shorten it to World Class, uh, which, by the way, you can go and purchase their Patreon. It's, it starts at four ninety nine. You get web-exclusive matches and all their weekly shows you get with that subscription. So go check them out at Patreon and slash World Class. Um, last night was their huge show down in Ardmore, which they call Oklahomania. This was Oklahomania three, and it was it was fun. I originally was uh, supposed to potentially do some live commentary, and that fell through. So instead, I helped them out by being uh, like the I guess if you want to say the timekeeper or the bell ringer, whichever you want to call it. Um, and I worked alongside Justin Roberts last night. Um, he was he was a real cool guy. I think there's a part of me that feels like he may have got a little bit frustrated with me only because it, this was the first time that I ever did any kind of bell work ever. So uh, we had we had uh, microphones and everything attached to us. Well, like, Justin Roberts, you could beat his ass if he got out of a got out of a control. So first off, I would not do that because that's unprofessional. <laughs> Second off, oh, it's uh, wrestling, man. To say it's part of the storyline. Oh no! It's there were some technical difficulties that kidding. went on with us too. I'm but, just kidding, uh, Justin Roberts. I'm sure you're listening to our podcast. <laughs> uh, 
but he was he was a cool guy. Um, at the end of the night, he took a picture with me. He he said I did a good job, so I appreciated that. I, that could have been him just being nice, which I'm gonna go with that. Um, <laughs> but um, but overall, it was cool. Um, Sid uh, Sid Vicious, Psycho Sid, was uh, taking pictures during intermission, and after the show was over, uh, I got to be around him and a couple of the homegrown talent in world class, and we got to listen to old road stories from back in the day. Uh, from Sid, he talked about uh, the first time he wrestled Undertaker. He talked about uh, doing the tour over in Japan. Um, it was really, it was, re yeah, it was absolutely awesome. And then uh, one of the guys that I wanted to get a picture with, but um, he, well, two of the guys that I wanted to get a picture with, unfortunately, they uh, they left the arena before I got an opportunity. And one of them was a shock. I had no idea that Hubertude Guerrera, former WCW and WWE Cruiserweight Champion, was there. Um, and I wanted to get a picture with him. It just it didn't sync up. And then uh, Scott Steiner was there as well. What? Oh, that would have been awesome to picture with him. Yeah, right. And, and uh, I, gotta, I don't I, know why. I've always Everybody always hates me, hates me for this, but I've always liked Scott Steiner. I, I was, you know, when I was watching WCW, he was a heel, so I didn't like Steiner, obviously. See, I've always liked him because he's just so out there. <laughs> oh, he is, and he and he did he did great last night, too. Um, and I, I did get a picture. So um, it was cool, though. Do you what? You cut out for a second. What would you say? Oh, oh okay. Uh, I got a picture of Steiner. I just didn't get one with him. Um, okay. But it, it was cool. Um, I got to meet also uh, Glacier, who was a WCW guy who did the Sub-Zero ripoff from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Um, cool. And he, he actually, yeah, cool, literally cool. <laughs> Oh, um, <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I know. He was actually a really nice guy, though, cool. um, and and he was real easy to talk to. He was very gracious and was uh, willing to take a picture with just anybody that asked him. Um, so that was that was really cool. And then uh, one of the guys that I thought was awesome uh, that I got to talk to a little bit uh, was Chavo Guerrero. Uh, he was he was very classy. He got to shoot uh, a little bit with him and. We talked about football a little bit because he's a Dallas Cowboys fan. So uh, me and him talked a little bit about that. And the only guy that I really wish I would have gotten a picture with, um, but he, I, you could tell that he was just exhausted, and I, I didn't want to bother him too much because it looked like he was there just to you know, do, do his job for the night, and then he was ready to go home just because he just looked like he was so tired, uh, was uh, John Morrison, a.k.a. Johnny Mundo, Johnny Impact, things like that. Um, very that nice guy. Really cool to to meet him. I'm always he, like, I, always like John Morrison. I I got to shake his hand and tell him you know that uh, he did and he did a great job. He worked with Chavo last night. They had a really good match. Um, and I got to shake his hand and say thank you and it was a pleasure working with you. And I told him been a fan of his since he was on Tough Enough Three. And uh, you know that was that was cool that I got to shake his hand and talk to him just briefly. Um, but I didn't want to bother him uh, asking him for a picture or anything because, like I said, he looked like he was exhausted, and him and his wife were there, and they just looked like they were ready to go. So uh, obviously, I wasn't going to disrespect him or you know hound him or anything like that. So, but it was still cool to to interact with him a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was really it was a fun night. It was a real fun night. Um, I, I was very thankful that uh, World Class let me be a part of uh, their their Oklahoma show last night and. I'm very honored to still work with them. So, yeah, guys, if you get a chance to, 
Go check them out. Like I said, patreon.com slash world-class. Subscriptions start at four ninety nine. web-exclusive matches, and you get to see their weekly television show. So check and them out. And we get no kickbacks from you uh, going over there and signing up, so it's all, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's all straight. It's straight for me because I'm, I work for them, so I'm telling them and promoting them free of charge, FOC. <laughs> for now. Boom. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, uh, Travis, I will see you next week. All right. Do you want me to do our signature sign out? Of course, bro. All right. Well, then, guys, thank you for listening, as always, weekly to our podcast. Sorry that we weren't here last week, but we will be here this week, obviously, and next week. So tune in to us this week and next week. Of course, you can always subscribe to both of us and follow us on Twitter. You can follow Ramsey at WWE Ramsey, me at you at WWE Ramsey, and then me at Travis underscore Falhark. And you can follow Rumbling Rumors at Rumbling Rumors. Like us over on Facebook as well. And visit rumblingrumors.com for free HD wallpaper and all your non-spoilers and wrestling articles that are written by some great writers. We have fantastic writers that are putting out great articles each week. And keep it up, guys. You are the reason we keep doing this. So thank you for your time. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. See you next week. Blah, 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 blah. Bye.